passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Curvisy, joined with Reed Bacon. Before we get into the topics and everything we're talking about, please subscribe, please like, please hit that notification bell if you're watching on YouTube. If you're just listening, please rate and review. Please leave us five stars. Please send to your friends and family. Uh, let them know what we're doing here. The, ma- the amazing podcast that we have going. Uh, it very much helps. So if you could do that. Anyways, talking points today, we're talking recruiting, uh, new commit, John Slaughter, uh, some official visits over this weekend with uh, Francis, the offensive lineman, and then Hunter Osborne, the defensive lineman, what that means for us. Do we have a chance with these guys? And then we answer some questions you guys have left in the YouTube comments, which I absolutely love to do. Uh, honestly, it brings me a lot of joy that you guys – want to hear what we have to say honestly it really does so uh without further ado let's jump into it by the game snap the kick is in the air and the kick this time is no sir Reed. no sir Reed. final score tennessee 20 florida 17 pandemonium what did he do all he did was score joey Pitt. Touchdown on play number one. All right. So before we jump into the podcast, shout out our number one sponsor, betonline.ag. If you're wanting to go anywhere to bet, this is the place. It's the number one source for all the best odds, the stats, everything that comes with it. They've got stuff on the NBA playoffs going on. They've got stuff on MLB. They have golf. They have fighting. They have even casino. So everything you could think of, this is the place to go. It's the best place to bet, and it makes everything more exciting when you do it. So hop on over there. When you do go over there, it's super easy to get started. Um, You can use your mobile device, or you can go on their website, 
and use the promo code believe that's B-L-E-A-V when you sign up and you receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So awesome, free money. So why not use believe as your little code when you go there? Um, tell, them, tell them that we sent you. Uh, so head on over again, that's B-L-E-A-V promo code to get that 50% welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. All right, welcome in everyone. Uh, got another exciting podcast talking about some recruiting, talking about some questions. Before we get into all that, Reed, how we doing, bud? Hey, you big sexy. I feel like I wear a lot of the same attire on these pods. And yes. I was thinking about that. I just so I just got out of the pool and then hopped in the shower real quick. But I'm always want like when I'm at a house, I always keep my house cold, and I, I like to wear like long sleeves while I'm chilling around the house. So I never get to really show off a lot of my short sleeve swag, so therefore I feel like I'm rocking a lot of the same long sleeves comfy stuff. I mean, um, you, you don't have to lie to everybody. We we know you don't have a lot of clothes. See, that's the opposite, bro. I got so many clothes; it's insane. Matter of fact, during that during that like two months where I took off. And like wasn't like really actively looking for a job, kind of taking some time off and just relaxing and chilling when I uh, left my my other job. I cleaned out like some of my closets and like got rid of a bunch of stuff. And I was like, geez, I still have a ton. Like, you know, it's it's insane. But uh, anyway, I'm giving like two huge files to my younger brother and still have a ton of stuff. Because when I like lost weight and grew out of it, I gave to John and I still have a ton of clothes that I'm, I'm not really even wearing much of anymore. Um, you know what's you funny should be, I, I should I, be I concerned thought... about your camera angle there, Bacon. Why? <laughs> I'll just talk about last week's. Well, nice I mean, old... if, the, if, the, if this iPad doesn't work, then it is what it is. So, I mean, <laughs> I have to take the Zoom. But, no, I, uh, I have a ton of shoes because I love shoes, but I keep them really great. So, like, I, someone might see a pair of shoes I wear and they're like, oh, my gosh, like, those new, I've seen those before. I'm like, no, you probably haven't seen them before because they're like seven years old, but like they look like they just came straight out of the box because I keep them super nice. But I ended all my work clothes for six and a half years. I dressed up every day for work. And now I'm just like, I work remote. So I just wear athletic shorts and like a polo. If even, if sometimes, hell, sometimes I like wear this to work. Yeah. So, what do you mean? If you don't have any Zooms? Well, even with Zooms, even with Zooms, I still wear, sometimes I'll wear like stuff like this, but I still, Throw on a nice collar shirt every once in a while because they're like dry fits. They're comfortable. You know, um, I, that, that, I wish I could have a shoe collection, but wearing 16s, you don't yeah. have a lot of options tough. when it comes to shoes. Yeah, yeah, that is tough. That is, yeah, you you need like one pair of tennis shoes, one pair of dress shoes, and some like sandals and just be done. Yeah, with it's it. like uh, one pair of sandals, one pair of white tennis shoes, one pair of black tennis shoes, one pair of uh, black dress shoes, one pair of brown dress shoes, <laughs> like. Yeah, you can count how many. That's you're not going to get lost in my shoes. Yeah, um, great weekend though. Um, so I took Friday off um, just because down here I knew the weather. You know, we've been here for a month and a half now, and like we've maybe gone to the beach twice, and one of them was just like a quick Sunday thing for like an hour or two. Another one we went out on a Friday afternoon to kind of like I, I never really spent the afternoon 
you know, it's a cool vibe. Like I've never been able to be like, you know what? It's a Friday afternoon. I'm just going to go chill at the beach until the sun goes down. And it was, it was beautiful, but we wanted a full beach day. So we, I took Friday off. We had a, a great beach day, got some good sun. Then the next two days were kind of rainy, but I had an eventful day yesterday because I wasn't one of these people that were like, oh my God, I have to have it. And I have to get it immediately. Like they've been out for a while, but I started kind of ha- halfway looking for a new Xbox because, uh-huh. because the new Madden is coming out at the end of July. And I love Madden. You know that mm-hmm. it's, I get it every year. I'm in a franchise with like 25 people. It's a blast. But the past two years, like last year, they just screwed us. They Madden just said, Hey, you regular Xbox one people, like we're screwing you. We're going to worry about the Xbox Series X new game. So they literally just like stole 65 bucks from all of us because they didn't update it. They just handed out the new game because they were worried about the Gen, the Gen X one. So I was like, I'm not doing that again this upcoming season. So I was like, I'm getting the new Xbox. I'm spending the 600 bucks for the new Xbox just because of Madden. And then obviously they got other, you. Games, other games that will come out. So. Anyways, got the new Xbox yesterday, which was which was hype and exciting. Now I don't have to worry about it. And then, uh, you know, just hung out there, yell. Um, nice church service. And last night it was raining, so we didn't want to drive too far. But I was also feeling steak, so we went back to the Bohemian, and I got the $99 steak again. And so, uh, so yeah, so we, we sat at the bar. I got a little tipsy off red wine. <laughs> I love that. Fantastic. An yeah, I got to, well, it's because like I just didn't have much to eat yesterday. We had a great workout. I my water wasn't where it needed to be. And I go down and I pound these two glasses of red wine pretty quick before the food comes. And I look at area, I'm like, your boys feeling a little something. <laughs> like, I might need help getting home. Yeah, well, we ended up coming home and uh the uh you listen, you guys know I'm not a big drinker. I stay, we joke about it all the time. I mean, I'm a lightweight, but I came home and had like one more glass of wine and had like a, a Miller light while we were chilling in the hot tub and stuff. And needless to say, I was, yeah. I bet you were hurting. No, day. I felt, no, I felt fine this morning. I just woke up this morning and I was tired, but your boy was pretty litty last night. Like I was, <laughs> I was being like goofball read, like, Run around, no clothes on, just act like a fool, making Ariel laugh. That, that sounds about right. That yeah. sounds about right. Which well, is funny. Because, it's the beach. Oh. <laughs> well, which is funny whether Ariel was here or you were here, I would have been doing the exact same thing. <laughs> so I would have been like playing music and just dancing with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, whether it doesn't matter. I mean, it could have been you and four or five of our other guy friends, and I would have been doing the same thing. <laughs> If that tells you anything about Reed, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, uh, yeah, that's a little. But how, how was but how was your weekend? Uh, wasn't bad. Um, I played. I uh, walked Vinny Links this morning. Played nine. It's like a little par three in a park, and you can just walk. There's no carts or anything. It's real easy. Um, but it's good for your short game kind of stuff. So that was nice. Uh, yesterday. Went to our favorite Mexican spot, Rose Pepper, which we go to every weekend. So always enjoy that. Um, but yeah, had a pretty good weekend overall. 
not what? not to be that person because I don't like being the person that's like it's the best I've ever had. It's the best football player I've ever seen. It's but we did go to um, we had not been to a taco place yet. So I Googled and saw a bunch of different taco places and listen, people that have been down here, they might have other ones. Sorry, I didn't try it. We just tried this one because it seems like a local vibe, but where they have like four or five locations. So it's like they do really well here. So yeah. they put, you know, they've got one in North Naples, one in East, one in Fort Myers, whatever. But we went to a place. It's very simple name. Tacos, tequila. It's tacos and tequila cantina. And it had really good ratings. And so we went and the best margarita I've ever had. And I think my first one would have been rose pepper. Um, I had one of those like a year or so ago and it was really good. But this one, it was perfect. The flavoring, the refreshing freshness. It wasn't overpowering with alcohol, but you could mm-hmm. actually taste the alcohol. Mm-hmm. It was, and, and I got five tacos and every single one of them were not just good. They were delicious. Smack. So if anyone's ever in, 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 in Naples, go to – or wherever else they might have them, but just tacos, tequila, cantina. Yeah, the, the, the margaritas at Rose Pepper are, like, famous. They're very, yes. very good. Um, and what makes them really good is they mix it with Sprite. There's, like, a splash of Sprite in there, so it gives a little bit of freshness and carbonation to it. But it's not – you can't, like, taste the Sprite, you know? So – you know what's funny? That might it kind of might have it honestly kind of felt like that vibe. I'm not saying that this place did Sprite too, but it kind of felt like that type of vibe where it yeah. was kind of like there was something else in it. Because I looked at Ariel, and I was like, "Dang, that is good." And, and honestly, like I, I don't even know why I got a margarita. I just wasn't, you know, I didn't want a Dos Equis or something else. And we just got that one and just shared it, and it was it was perfect. I just feel like it's something you have to do when you go to a spot like that, where it's like this is what they're known for. Like you got to get what they're known for. Even if you're not like a huge margarita fan, it's like you can get a Dos Equis at any bar, like get, get their margarita wire there. Right. And, and, and I, you know what, I didn't even think about that, but I'm happy I did it. But the one, the two things that I'm thinking about it, the tacos, I love the fact because I don't like when you go to a taco place and they'll have like a shrimp taco or fish taco or whatever, but they make you get like three of the same kind. I want to be mm-hmm. able to do all a cart. In this place, you could do all a cart. But Kyla, they probably had twenty some tacos, maybe maybe twenty two or twenty three, and then now that you're talking about the tequila and the mixed drinks, like they had the whole. I mean, it was a big menu, and the whole back was all these different types of margaritas or mixed yeah. drinks because of the tequila vibe of the place. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad you found like a, a yeah. new taco tequila place. It's actually pretty cool. I always we always try and find one of those wherever we go. Oh, because it's one of, I mean, Brianne, my wife loves, absolutely loves Mexican. So yeah, we always try to find something. If I'm going somewhere new, I'm going, I'm going, I'm trying to find a good taco place, a good sushi place and a good, Mm. I'm obsessed with like acai smoothie bowls or smoothies. And I want to find, I want to find those three in each city I go to. That is just a local to that city. That that's, that's, and you know, down here, I love seafood. So I'm going to find seafood, but I I don't care anywhere I go. In America, I'm finding those three. Anyways, yeah. I know these people are probably pissed that we spent the first 11 minutes talking about this. Let's go ahead. Big news. I mean, has it been that long? I'm, I'm sure they're very upset by it. But this they, is me and Reed catching up, but also letting you guys know, like, some of our personality. That's the whole point behind it. And that's why I put the chapters in now, thanks to the YouTube commenters who asked for it. 
So you can always jump ahead. Um, but to start off, we're going to talk about the newest commit to Tennessee, uh, John Slaughter, uh, safety. I just got done watching his film, and I really like him. The thing I like the most about him is his body control, and he is, like, sneaky. Like, that's how I would describe him. He's a sneaky safety. The interceptions he has, he's very much, like, bait the quarterback into throwing that ball, give him a little bit of space, and then I'll catch up and be able to make that interception or make that play. And he almost all also does the same thing on run plays, on sweeps, on on blitzes, that, that it is a very slow roll into it and then a fire where he just takes off towards that, that runner, whether it be a, you know, a sweep or a screen on the outside to a wide receiver. It, it, that little nuance, that little, like, change of speed is – I mean, it's honestly very, very important, especially as a defender, uh, just to be able to, like, take it up a notch at a certain moment because you can avoid blocks like that. You can surprise a runner like that to where they really do expect. You can take advantage of a quarterback and get those interceptions, and he uses that to his advantage. So absolutely love that pickup and some of, like, the offensive highlights he had the body control going up for a ball, the body control falling and tipping a ball to himself. It, it, he's not one of those guys where it's like, oh, he's playing DB because he's got bad hands. Like this guy makes plays when he's on the defensive side of the ball. He also makes plays on the offensive side of the ball. So I'm excited that he's coming on. And I think, I, I mean, I honestly think he could splash right away. Like I think he could – easily get on special teams his first year. Um, even just like if he if he is able to get the playbook down, if he's able to get the knowledge behind his attributes, then it's like, hey, I can rotate in at that nickel spot. Hey, I can, I can, you know, do that kind of stuff now. I think he might need to put on some pounds, get a little bit bigger if he's going to play down, you know, like we've had with Theo and just, you know, being able to tackle bigger running backs or get blocked by tight ends and offensive linemen. But uh, I like it. And I like the fact that, you know, his coaches have had him blitz. They've had him play back. They've had him play a two man coverage. They've had him play a cover three, you know, cover two man. Like it's just, he's, he's done a lot while he's been in high school too. So that's really good to see. What did you, uh, what did you think when you watched him? So a couple things. Um, the first off, I thought sneaky was a good way to put it. I, I like him. I, I, I disagree with you, the splash early, in the fact that, like, I don't see him actually, like, playing um, meaningful snaps on defense. Splat, I'm, I, I agree with you if, you if we're going to say splash early because he's going to get on special teams. Sure. I, I, I think he could definitely get on special teams early. There's still – I think he's good. I and, and I like him. Listen, I'm always going to like anyone that plays pretty physical, seems to play pretty smart. Yeah. Um, he is a very good-sized kid. I mean, he's 6'2", 198 is what he's listed at. He looks a good-sized kid. I mean, that's a very easy guy that could translate to a down inside the box. Hell, he's big enough already. 6'2", 198 is plenty big enough to go play the nickel 
but he could even get bigger and play like an outside linebacker if he wanted to, um, if they felt like he's not going to be quick enough. I mean, enough dude, you you put – you make him 6'2", 215, he can cover any tight end you want. Right, right. You know what I mean? And yes, yes. And so, you know, and I, right now I'm just talking about the film and stuff like that. I'll talk about some of the other stuff in a little bit. But like you said, I think he's sneaky, kind of baits people. Um, I thought he was good in the open field, um, making tackles and moving his hips and things like that. Um, I, just, I think he's a, I think he's a good, solid football player. He didn't. There wasn't any highlights that really made me go like, oh wow, or like, oh that's great. Or he didn't play super. Like he didn't play a bunch, a lot faster than other people around him. He was just yeah. like, he was just making plays. And, and listen, that's what we're. That's what you're there to do. I could. I'd much rather you make plays than just be able to run fast. Um, you know, so so film wise, I thought it was I thought it was fine. I thought he was good. I, I kind of see why he's a three star. Yeah. You know, and it, which when we say we see why he's a three star, we see why he's a five star, four star, whatever. That can be because we see why, whether it's size, maybe based off the competition, it looks like he's playing, or how he splashes off the tape. None of that means that I don't think that he can't go be good at the next level because oh, there's yeah. plenty. There's plenty of people that may not look as athletic as someone else or as fast as somebody else, but then you just realize they're like, well, he just showed up, and now he's playing the exact same speed that he played in high school, or mm-hmm. it looks like he's playing the exact same speed in high school, but now he's doing it against college guys. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, like, that makes complete sense. I, I, I agree with exactly what you're saying because what we are what we are saying in that moment is like, oh – you know, what rating he was given in high school, but that literally has no bearing on what you do in college. It has none, absolutely none. It is all you, it's between you and you, uh, how well you do in college. It has nothing to do with your rating beforehand. There's five stars that shit the bed. There's three stars and two stars. They become greats and become NFL greats. So has nothing to do with that. And I will always believe that. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I don't care what rating you are. You got to show me once you get to college. You got to show me again. Like your your resume's back at zero. You got to show me again what you're worth. There's just so many factors that what makes somebody a good player, and you know, especially with high school, so many guys can live off talent and talent alone, or just literally like athletic ability, like you're running faster, you're jumping higher, um, you know, but I still feel like there's like you, you see somebody who's just a playmaker and makes stuff happen and makes things like J- Jalen Reeves may have been such a good person to think about. He's a three-star coming out of was it middle Tennessee, Nashville area or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe out there. And I was, I was actually working in, the football offices uh, doing that recruiting stuff when he first came, like when he was like a freshman and we walked by each other. I'm like, he, I was like, he looks like, cause I think he played like safety or maybe quarterback in high school or whatever. And we, yeah, I think him. he played safety. Right. And we walked by and I'm like, that guy's not that big at all. Like, he had a big old head and big old like neck and he had all that hair, but like his actual, like he just didn't seem that big, you know, well, guess what? It doesn't matter because, he, you know, is really good around getting around blocks or fighting off blocks or not letting people get his hands on him. It's good in the open field. He can make plays, he makes tackles. So, like, it didn't matter. But he was just an average athlete, three-star, coming from Middle Tennessee, and now the guy's 
four or five year career in the NFL. Like, mm-hmm. so, so I'm just saying like, I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying what I see and what I see is like, he's, he's just a pretty good football player. This is, and the reason I disagree with you about getting on the field early is because I think we got a lot of good DBs. I think we've signed some good DBs. I think we've got a lot of transfer DBs. Um, That's I true. mean, this past, this past class alone, I mean, nobody even, I, I haven't even heard about him, but I love that film of the Georgia Tech uh, transfer that we got. He's a guy that I'm going to look for. I guarantee you this time, folks, I promise you when we go to fall practice, I, I am going to do homework beforehand, have my notes and everything. I'm going to make sure Kyler – gets everything right with uh, with uh, what's the coach's name um, that you set it up with. Oh, Scott. Yeah, we're, I'm going to make sure we get the right time from Scott. And I'm getting there. I'm seeing all these people. But, like, the JUCO highlight film of that safety that I loved, um, the, like the Georgia Tech trend, there's just so many DBs. So, I, I feel like it's going to be tough, like, for him to pop right away. If he does, that's great because that means he's a baller. But, anyway, it's like – I think he does a really good job. Like, I think Sneaky was the best way. Matter of fact, I didn't even think that. But when you said that, I was like, I love that. Because he is kind of sneaky. Like, he makes plays. He kind of lures people into stuff. Um, he's athletic enough to make the plays. He plays with passion. You know, he he's pretty violent. He's not, like, sitting here just smoking kids every play and, like, taking heads off. But, like, he brings a pop when he's there. So, like, yeah. I, think he's a, I think he's a good player. I, I, think, his, I think his highlights, um, I think they're good. I think they're solid. Now – I do really like his, um, like I said, his height. This is a, this is a good get. Okay, and I love that. Okay, so that's the first time that was the game-winning touchdown when they put him in offense. It's like, hey, you're the best player on the team. We're just gonna throw it up to you. So I, I love seeing that because that's how it should be. If you're, yeah. you know, if you're a three-star, you're getting recruited by SEC teams. Like, you should be able to go out there on a Friday night and be like, you know what, you play safety. You don't really play receiver, but hey, we need to just go out there. We're just going to lob it up. We don't care if they know. We don't care if all of South Haven, Mississippi knows. Like, just go make the play. And he does. So, yeah. I'm like, glad you're the I one. What's that? You're the guy. You're the one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I love that. Yeah, I haven't seen these offensive ones. I, I watched one highlight tape, and uh, and then I wanted to go see the huddle after you mentioned it. But, um, you know, I'm happy that we got this guy because – People like South Haven, Mississippi. It's South Haven, Mississippi is still basically Tennessee in in, in a way. Just like yeah, it's right it, there. Just like just like Mississippi people can be like, well, Memphis is still a part of Mississippi anyway because that that Mississippi, Arkansas, Memphis area are right so close. So it's great that he's in that Memphis, South Haven, Mississippi area. And I yeah. looked, and he had a lot of visits to to Ole Miss. He he had some visits to Mississippi State. So I was happy that we were able to get a guy from them because, mm-hmm. in my opinion, we should. Now, there's been some really good recruiting battles right now with Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. I mean, we lost the offensive lineman from Baylor that, that went to, to Ole Miss. So it's like Lane can get some people when he usually wants them. Now, it looks like they recruited John pretty hard because he looked like he had like four or five visits there off rivals. Um, but, but yeah, I, I like him. I'm not like pooping my pants over the film. Um, which yeah, I get really, that. It does, which doesn't, which doesn't really matter. But like, yeah, he's 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 good. I'm just not like, like over, you know, head over heels in love. And, yeah, there's only a few like, that are gonna be that are gonna be like that, and yeah, most of them are like, gonna be five stars. Right, and it's like you know Tennessee, Butch at Arkansas State, Buffalo, Kentucky, Louisiana Tech, Memphis, Mississippi, Memphis or Mississippi State. So um, we should win that. In my opinion, we should win that. But there's been times where Kentucky's taken some people from us. And like I said, 
Lane's doing it. Mississippi State's, you know, not bad. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm good with it. And, uh, like I said, I mainly like his size and, um, you know, so, yeah. Where he can fit in. Um, I agree with you, though, that the uh, – like getting them – getting those recruits over Kentucky, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, like it is – it is what should happen. And it's also like we're not giving it to them. Like, it, yes, he is coming here. Yes, it, he is just a three-star. Um, yes, it might be a couple years or be able to play. Like, we don't know when he might play, but Ole Miss doesn't get him. Mississippi State doesn't get him. Kentucky doesn't get right. him. Like, those guys don't get him. So, that's a nice part of it, too. It just, it just shows that our brand, you know, we got to keep this momentum going. We got to get this brand. I mean, last week on a pod, we're talking about barely missing out on an Ohio State. We get it. Ohio State's been in a hell. Mm-hmm. Ohio State has been in a different stratosphere than us in the past 15, 20 years. So yeah. the fact that we are competing is great, but we got to remind Ole Miss, Mississippi State, you know, Kentucky, like, hey, we're, we're still the better program. Like, we still win national, we've still won national championships. Like, we're going to yeah. get back. And Ohio State, like, their offense last year was incredible. And yes. they're going to be even better this year. Yeah, because they're bringing yeah. back a lot of guys, so I get it. Yes, um, massive another massive recruiting weekend. I, I don't have a list of all the people that were there, but I was very surprised to see Big Francis back mm-hmm. because I, I personally I feel like he was just there, which I mean technically was there probably a month ago that we talked. I mean maybe maybe three weeks ago. I guess he was. Yeah. You know, so now, right now it's June twenty sixth, and he was there. I guess Memorial Day weekend. I think mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, it might have been even earlier than that, but the fact that he's back and I love the fact that he's there with the pictures of Nico. Nico's there. I feel like Nico's been in Knoxville for a California kid. I mean, whether it was when they were playing seven on seven or he's up there for visits and now he's on his official and he's there. Ethan Davis is there again, recruiting hard. He and loves it's just it. Like, it. What's that? He loves it. Nico. Yeah, it's like, it's like, that's, that's what we need though, to see that. And then Hunter Osborne, the guy that I told you, that about the last time I was like, man, that's a defensive lineman. Like, I really would like to get that kid. Well, last night I – just because I wanted to, like I usually don't watch a bunch of the highlights intently um, until they maybe uh, – uh, until commit. they commit. Sorry, yeah, went, went brain dead for a second. So, until they commit. But I watched his highlights. And they do have him at defensive end right now, but he looks like the prototypical – D tackle because he doesn't have any D and moves. And you'll see this when you watch his highlights sometime. Obviously, we're not going to, I'm not giving a full breakdown of his highlights now. Mm. And based on his Twitter account, it looks like it's really coming down between us and I guess Clemson and maybe there was Auburn. Florida on there. Huh? Auburn. Yeah, maybe Auburn, Florida, which I mean, he's a Bama kid. Like he's, he's right outside. Like I stayed in Trustville, like when I would go to Birmingham. So he's right outside of Birmingham. So listen, he's only four hours, I guess, or. Really, it's kind of like three hours in Knoxville because you because you gain that hour. I don't know how close Trust was to Clemson. I would assume Knoxville's a little bit easier to drive. So, like, that's a pretty close kid. But to go down the state and get him, and I do see him. He's not one of these edge guys that we've gotten lately, where they're six four, six three, and two twenty five, and they're going to get to two fifty and be you know two forty and be monsters off the edge. This guy is going to put weight on and be inside which i like because all he does all he does is just push the pocket back and mm-hmm. all he does the blocks do not affect him he doesn't he doesn't swim move 
He doesn't spin. He doesn't chop and rip. He just takes you and he moves you back. And so if you can get a guy like that that can bump inside a D-line and do that and work on some hand stuff, that's what we really need. So I hope that we can get him. I know he was up there this weekend. And like I said, Francis, that's huge. If they can land an offensive lineman that looks that ready and yeah. get a kid to come get a kid to come from I don't know where he's originally from. I know he's at IMG now. Um, but to get a kid like that to come to the University of Tennessee to Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, you know, would be awesome. I uh, yeah, I mean the, the thing about Francis, so his top six right now are Bama, Florida, Hawaii, USC, Miami, and Tennessee. You know, he was here this past weekend. That's always great to see. That's always great to see recruits coming back and, you know, having a non-official just like showing up and then being like, now I'm going to come back for my official. It's always good. But right now there there was an interview and, uh, you know, he said that his decision will mostly be based on development. That he believes he can get to the NFL, but it will be based on what can develop me the most to get to the NFL. If that's the case, if he is deciding with that in mind, and that is the number one factor for him, he's not coming here. He's going to go to Alabama. If that is the number one factor for you, as an offensive lineman, it would be dumb to not go to Alabama, looking at the field, looking at what you see. USC has a new head coach in Lincoln Riley. First time being there, he's had good quarterbacks, but offensive linemen hasn't been like his expertise at Oklahoma. So mm, up in the air. They've had some good ones. They've had some good ones, but I don't necessarily think it was because of him. Yeah. Miami, first year head coach. Not sure if he can really develop all of the guy, all of the offensive linemen that you might want. Florida, first year head coach. Not sure if well, he can Mario, develop. First of all, Mario, first of all, was an, an offensive lineman, so maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah, that can definitely have something to do with it. Um, Florida, Billy Napier, first year head coach. Not sure if he can really develop like offensive linemen or if he has a good offensive line coach in place to develop his offensive line. Uh, Hawaii, I mean, you've never heard of linemen coming out of Hawaii. And then it's us in Bama. And, yes, we've had very good players come out of Tennessee, very good offensive linemen come out of Tennessee. Trey being the most recent one that was very, very good and started right away. But Bama, man, I mean, it is, like, loaded every year. It's It almost feels like every year they have a tackle in the first round go out. So if that is his number one – factor in making his decision I don't like our chances is what I'm saying it really does seem like Bama is the place to go if that's all you're concerned about well now if you'd like some NIL stuff if you'd like a a supportive fan base if you like a a bigger city than freaking Tuscaloosa then yeah this is the place to be but you know, if you're, you're more worried about that development, it, you kind of almost lean that way. So, I, 
I have some feelings on that is, I mean, we could basically say that about any position. I mean, besides like kicker and a couple of years ago, like receiver for Alabama. I mean, Alabama has the best of everything because of Nick Saban and, you know, he's the best coach. Yeah. So, I mean, they have great defensive linemen. They got great linebackers. They got great defensive backs. They got great receivers. They got great everything. Like I said, until just a few years ago, the only thing we could have picked on was their quarterbacks because uh, they had some trash back quarterbacks who thought they were way better than they actually were. Which there is nothing to say that they're actually good yet. Tua hasn't really proved anything. Jalen Hurts hasn't. Mac Jones hasn't. Like, I'm not – I'm still not going to be like, hey – Alabama develops good quarterbacks. Like, that's not happening yet. I agree completely. And I should have clarified, I did not necessarily mean for the NFL. Yeah. What you were talking about. I meant just until a few years ago, we could um, agree that they were at least good college quarterbacks. Like, Mm -hmm. Mac Jones was a good college quarterback. Jalen Hurts had his own style of being a good college quarterback. Tua obviously had his time of being good. And and listen, I I do not want Jalen Hurts – I I – I love him and respect him tremendously. I love how he fights, carries himself, all that. I would not want him to be the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans. I'd be very, very nervous. I do not think it's going to work out just because I don't think the accuracy is there. Everything else. Oh, dude. I, I remember yeah, watching as, 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 as play us. I was like, this isn't it. Right. As the hardworking leader, all that, I think he has all the intangibles, except he just – it's the reason he got benched in Bama because – the, the, the passing and Tua, listen, I'm totally agree with you. The jury's still out. I do believe in Mac Jones. I thought he had a really good first year. He would be the number one that I would pick out of those. But I, I meant that they just had some good quarterbacks, at least in college. I'm talking like, you know, back in the day, like where it was like Blake Sims or that Coker kid or AJ Trapp- McCarron or, or AJ. Yeah, AJ McCarron was probably the better of the worst, but like John Parker Wilson. Like very whatever, Greg McElroy, loser himself. Um, but uh, but yeah. So the thing about Francis, and this is so funny to say this, but I actually think the only reason Tennessee's like remotely involved in this is because of Nico, because of a five-star yeah. quarterback. And please, I don't want this to come off like wrong, but like I don't, I I guess they're both like Polynesian or both some sort of. Samoan something. Samoan, Polynesian. Like, I'm not sure what it is, so I'm not trying to say the wrong thing or whatever, but, like, I think that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, obviously, it sounds like that's why Hawaii's a part of it. Maybe that's why Miami's a part of it because um, Mario Cristobal, and I know he's not necessarily – I think he's Latino or whatever, but um, I think that's a, I think that's a huge part of it. And it's funny because I got this pulled up, Kyler, and the Rivals Top 100, I mean – Carnell Tate is – it looks like he jumped from number eight to number five. Now that he's at Ohio State, he's a five-star. So, we could have had him. We got Nico, who is, I guess, uh, he changed. So, Nico's up one, I guess is what that means. So, he's number eight. And then Francis is like 21. Can you imagine if Tennessee had landed three of the top 20, basically, in the Rivals 100? I don't know when, if that's happened in – our history's program, but we're just the, we're, where you need to be. You need to be in those battles. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm actually, I guess he's committing July 4th. Like, I don't think we get him, but um, if we do, I will be very excited for an 18 year old or 17 year old that he just picked my, which I hate saying that, but I will be fired up for him because I want to, I want a dog offensive lineman. 
I know. I guess that means we're going to have to record next Monday after he commits, huh? <laughs> <laughs> facts, bro, facts. But, hey, the other thing is, too, this kind of uh, – so Arch Manning committed to Texas, which in a way I'm really happy. I'm so happy Arch Manning is in this class because I think that's why we landed Nico. I've yeah, and I'm so happy he's not at Georgia or that's Bama. It. That's what I was going to say. The fact that he didn't go to Ole Miss – the fact that he didn't go to Bama and the fact that he didn't go to Georgia, I was like, thank goodness he didn't go to that. So, you know, go to Texas. You're, I mean, no offense to my AKA brother-in-law, not brother-in-law, Bailey, I love you. And I'm happy you got arts, but you got, I still think Texas is going to be losing three to four to five games a year <laughs> because I seriously, I think arts would be fine. I don't think he's going to be as great as people think. Like I, I, I actually still think there's going to be other quarterbacks in this class that are better than him, but yeah. like Texas, their issues not been scoring points. Like they had Sam Ellinger. Sam Ellinger was a fantastic college football player. Um, they still would lose three or four games a year. Like Arch Manning still going to have a random October 10th midday loss to like Kansas State, in my opinion. They got to they got to fix other things there. So yeah, I, I it was funny because like my first. Oh, I'm sorry. Was like, I'm sorry. I didn't even meet Kansas State because they'll be in the SEC. So they're still going to have uh october 15th game where they lose to like you know at mississippi state or something well they well, i mean it's still time like he's going to be in the big 12 for at least a, a year i think right before he, he comes be, over I think, I think he'll be redshirting though because they have like they've got like the their quarterback room right now is insane they've got like the three of the number one guys in their class and then one guy who's like number 10 in his class yeah and it, it was it was weird because like my first reaction was to be like texas really that's where you went like that's like if i was in his position i would have picked an sec school over texas but knowing that they're transferring to the sec you know that they're coming over here so he's going to get you know sec games under his belt and like i do feel bad for him of being like you want me to go to the exact same place that my dad went or my uncle went and, you know, was the savior and my grandpa at Ole Miss. You want me to go to the same place that my uncle went at Tennessee where, you know, he was the best that's ever been there. Like, no, but if I was him, I wouldn't want to follow in those footsteps at all. I want to make my own path. So I think Texas was the best opportunity for him. Um, but I do get what you're saying. Like the three or four losses, it almost feels like that. And when I was like in my head going like, oh, why would you pick Texas? I thought to myself, well, well, you know, okay, don't be, don't be biased here, Kyler. Why would he pick Texas? Why would he pick Tennessee? Like what's the connotation with Tennessee that they're going to lose games every year. They're not where they were before. They're not as good as they were before. They're fine. They might go eight and four at tops. What's the thing on Texas? They're not going to win as many games. They're not as good as they are before. They're going to lose some games. They might go eight and four tops. So I was like, well, being unbiased, it seems okay that he went to Texas. An offensive coach, just like an offensive coach with us, like I shouldn't be down in the dumps and be like, that was a stupid decision is what I I was saying. Yeah, I I never got emotionally invested in it because I knew he wasn't ever going to come to Tennessee. Exactly. Um, Once we got Nico, it was like, that guy's never coming here. I, I, yeah, I never thought it was really a possibility anyways because it never seemed that way, yeah. like the way that people would talk about it and stuff. But I get why you went to Texas, like you said. Don't go to Ole Miss and be your dad and your uncle. Don't go to Tennessee and be there with your other uncle. It's like go somewhere, like you said, offensive coach. Texas is going to love you to death. I mean, 
they, the guy that the kid doesn't need money, but he obviously like the rest of us, like, well, maybe like me or like you, like we, we want to earn our own money. We don't want our parents to like give us anything. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, he's going to be able to go make a ton of money there if he wants like NIL stuff. And um, yeah, so it's no surprise to me at all. I, matter of fact, if I had been him, for me, I would have considered Bama, Georgia, Texas, and then I would have actually considered LSU because, you know, they're from Louisiana. So it's like, you know. That's true. I, so I would have probably had them if I was him. But anyway, so it's funny, too. This is the last thing I'll say, and then we can answer a few more questions. It's so funny looking at these Rivals Top 100, and it's like IMG Academy has the number three guy, and he's 6'4", 245, um, defensive end. Then you got Carnell Tate. And then Francis is there, and it's just like, geez, IMG, like, yeah. and then <laughs> like do y'all, do y'all literally just like win every game by forty? I know. And then all these other ones on here, are like, just all you see is like Florida, Bama. So many kids from Florida, man. So many kids from Bama. There's a couple Cali kids, but now I'm seeing some Texas. But it's just so funny. It's just same stuff, different year. Yeah. Florida is always stacked, dude. It's unbelievable. Oh, it's it's insane. And Al, dude, Alabama puts out some good kids, too. I mean, they they do, you know. But uh, anyways, all right. Um, we love the feedback that we've gotten. So many people that ask us questions said they love the show. They love the Butch one. They love the interaction. Uh, my, yeah. favorite, my, my favorite thing was when someone's like, I don't know how more people aren't listening to this. And I was like, facts, preach, bro. Which is that's funny, what I'm like, saying, dude. That's which what I'm like, saying. Our subscribers, our subscribers seems like they've gone up a, a good amount. Um, but it, it was funny that he said that, and I started cracking up. Um, here's one by our guy, Lance Austin, another guy who interacts with us all the time and stuff. And I read this. I want to, I want to bring it up to you. And it was like there was an exit interview by that David Ubbin guy, one player that claimed that he was injured, extremely mistreated in practice. Don't remember his name, but was this true? Did he ask players to go all out on a player? I think he said he was forced to go one-on-one with an entire group that beat the crap out of him. Do you remember anything like that happening in your time there? Or? One-on-one with an entire group that beat the crap out of him. Um, no. I don't remember that incident happening. Um, but one day we did – Oh, um, and I don't know if this is okay for me to say. Do you know what Bull in the Ring is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all did Bull in the Ring, but yeah, it's outlawed now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's outlawed. We did it. Now. We did it. We did it at Memphis. Yeah. But what it is, is someone stands in the middle. There's a circle of guys around him. Coach calls a name of one of the guys and he runs and hits the guy in the middle, uh, probably like five yards. Head start. But like if you're the guy in the middle, you don't know what direction he's coming from. So it's very much like a you're just getting hit to get hit. And if you don't have your head on a swivel, then you're gonna get laid out. I don't like the drill, obviously, because it has nothing to do with learning about football. Yeah, and you're you're and you're soft as baby shit. Well, Reed, you know, you want to know one of another reason why I don't like the drill? Because what the hell am I supposed to do if you got put in the middle? Huh? 
Am I supposed Listen, to just I, lay you out if you're my good friend? You're my teammate. You're my brother in arms. Or don't get it twisted, bro. You ain't laying me out, guys. Oh, dude, I would crush you. Decapitation. Anyways. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I, I had some. I had plenty. I had plenty of times where I had pulling guards and I put them on their ass. Low man wins. You know what? Screw it. We'll just do what. This hey, before. let me ask before you. What were the names? Game? What were the names of these pulling guards? Listen, listen, listen. Was it listen. was it Sean Beeler? Is that who you put on his ass? <laughs> I, I wasn't talking about Catholic people, no. Was listen. it Kyle Whalen? Hold on, hold on. This is what we're going to do. Before one of the UT games, we're going to get at Circle Park. We're going to have people come, and you and I are going to do a hitting drill and see what happens. <laughs> anyways, continue, 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 continue with your anyways, so – for both sides of it, it's very much like, I don't want to hit this guy in the middle because it's like, I mean, it's a free hit. And like, I don't dislike this person, but we did it once when I was there under Butch to an offensive lineman uh, named Alan Posey and Alan Posey quit the team as soon as we did that. And it lasted for about, 40 seconds, I think three people hit him, and he ripped his helmet off, threw it on the ground, and said, I'm fucking out of here, and left. And he quit the team. I uh, Wait, why did he do it? Why? Because he was just being soft because he got mad he got hit by three people? Well, he got, he got put in the middle of Bull in the Ring. Yeah. He got put there because he was soft. He struggled with I guess comprehending, like he wouldn't do the right things. He was soft when he was out there. It was like a chore to like get him to put in effort. And, you know, Coach Mo was fed up with it and was like, dude, I, just, I literally can't, like, you're being lazy during individual drills. You barely try to earn a team. You're very soft. You're getting pushed over all the time. And, uh, so he did the bowling ring and Pudgy was like, I fucking quit. Fuck this place. Da, 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 and walked off the field and he didn't come back. And okay. Like it and wasn't actually, a that's, loss. That's, that's, yeah. That, they just earned a scholarship bag. That's great. Yeah. They just like earned a scholarship spot to give to somebody else. So it's like, I mean, Jacob Gillum, who was a walk on, who ended up starting for us and playing opposite me at tackle deserved a scholarship way more than Alan Posey. Yeah. I'll say that every day of the week. Yeah. And every offensive lineman that I played with would say the exact same thing. So it's like Jacob finally got that his last year, but that's like one of those things where Jacob was a year older than me where it's like, he should have had that the whole time. I should have never been with Posey. And so like, I've seen it happen before, like the bull in the ring thing. Um, but my connotation of how Butch treated players was if you're a very, if you were a, a good player, if you're a very good player, like he would give you leeway and be like, yeah, you can take practice off. Yeah. You can wear the red Jersey today and not get hit. Da, 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 da. Once you proved yourself and were in for a couple of years, like he didn't do that with freshmen. Like if you're a freshman, you got to earn the ability to take time off or take breaks or whatever. Um, but like 
you know, my last year, I mean, almost every practice Jalen Hurd had a red jersey on. So did Alvin. Uh, I mean, a bunch of the wide receivers, if they tweak something, hammy or whatever, they had red jersey on, and then they'd play full go during the, you know, on Saturdays. So it was like a lot of people got breaks. A lot of people got time off practice. I did not. I was not injured, so I did not get time off practice. Um, you know, we had a lot of offensive linemen rolled ankles. They got time off. They didn't have to go full go. They would, you know, get time off certain individual drills and stuff like that. Like it was, I think, probably like three games, two games left of my senior season where Coach Mahoney was like, hey, you don't have to do one-on-ones anymore. Like (laughs) I was doing those almost the entire time. Like it was never – so I don't think there was a time where it was like – he is like making someone practice while they're hurt. It was like, if you're not practicing, you're going to lose your spot. So maybe you'd want to get out there because I'll let you know right now, somebody else is going to take it. And if they perform well on Saturdays, you're not getting it back. So, I mean, that pressure. Yeah. I'm sure that was a real thing. Cause guess what? That's a real thing in the damn NFL. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I for sure got a concussion in practice when I was down in Tampa uh, and did not say a word. Like, I like looking back, I'm like, yeah, that, I mean, that was a hard enough hit to like warrant. I probably got like a small concussion, but I didn't say anything. And I was like, yeah, well, like, let me run back to the huddle and get, yeah. get in for the next rep. And it's just like something that's why football is so dangerous too. It's just like, once you get to that certain level, like you don't want to give it up. So yeah. Protect you know, players from themselves. Yeah. You'll just push through whatever you got to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was funny pulling in the ring. I, I used to like it when you, when you would do it and you would just shuffle your feet and like you would point. And the reason I like that better and people are like, Oh, well, you're always going to point at someone that's smaller or whatever. Like, no, not necessarily. Like if you're in there, you don't want to be like I, there was always times like I would point and like people that were like in my position group or like usually my size. But I would always pick like one or two people that are a little bit bigger because you there's like that weird psychological like where you're like you don't want people to think you're scared or soft. And this is when you're younger, like, like I said, like middle school or high school. Uh, but I liked how much smooth that was. I did not like when it was in college and you had to shuffle your feet and be on the lookout because you could literally like if someone says you know, Kyler or someone says 77 and you're like, where they come from by the time you turn and just get blasted. Like that's just yeah. lame to me. That's stupid. Like at least if I'm pointing somebody out, I'm, I'm calling you out. Like, you know what I mean? Did you ever do it yeah. that way where you don't? Yeah. So you're chopping your feet and you're turning and you just go, okay, there, and then you're ready. They're ready. And then you come like, I'd much like the whole thing where the coaches yell something out. That's just dumb. Like, you know, and I saw it happen in Memphis a couple of times where like, you know, there might've been a receiver, or running back, or 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 a corner, or a safety in there, and they and they would call like a defensive lineman. It's just like, what are you doing? Like, there's weight classes for a reason. Like, you, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah. and it's like, listen, I'm a safety. I'm happy as hell to go up and, like I said, take on a pulling guard or whatever. But I'm chopping his knees out. Like, and if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. I can't do that in the Oklahoma drum. I'm, I mean, in the bull in the ring. Like, I'm not trying to hurt Kyler. You know? Yeah. If so I got anyway. to chief, it was definitely not a choice when Alan Posey had to do it. Um, yeah. 
But if I was in that and got it and got to choose, I would just like go through the front four, be like DN, D tackle, nose, DN, and then go through the linebackers. Will, Mike, Sam. I would have that's that's the first seven people I would pick if I was bouldering. Like I want every defensive player that I have to practice against. I want you to come at me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're gonna answer just a few of these. We'll keep doing this. We'll keep doing this. I like this as a little segment towards the end. So I don't want you to think if we don't get you now. Um seriously, so, keep putting questions in the yeah. comment section. Yeah, even if so it doesn't Brent, have to do with anything we said. So Brent, Brent, Brent Fisher, great as always. Um, he asked this, I think, a couple weeks ago and we didn't get to it, so we re-brought it back up. But talking about what is a ball ball for life. So here's a question. For maybe another pod, y'all go down the road answering listeners' questions, no rush or anything at all. I've heard it in the past or several times and are very open to the person who is answering the, answer the question in their interpretation. What is a ball for life to both of you? Kyler, as a player, obviously it's going to be different from a fan's perspective. Also, what do you think about the same question, Reed, from a fan perspective? Um, yeah. So what, what do you think is a, is a ball for life? This is a, This is a good one because – I think it means two different things as an alumni, as a former player, and as a fan. And I don't want to say that fans shouldn't say that they're evolved for life. Um, I don't want to, like, take that away from them. I think they should still say it. It, it just means something different. It means that they are a Vol fan for the rest of their life. When I say it, I – feel like there is much more of a brotherhood behind it that I'm a VFL because I ran every step in Neyland. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a VFL because I went through the heartbreak. I picked my brothers up off the field. I, I blood, sweat, and tears out in Haslam practice facility. That's, that's what makes me feel a little bit different about it, a little more pride in it. And like, man, it, it does just feels good when you meet a random person that you've never met before that also played. Um, and you just get a chance to talk to them. And, and you didn't play with them, that you weren't even there for the same year, not even maybe the same decade, but something connects you to. Something, something is there that makes you feel like you know each other. Um, so evolve for life. In, in, in my interpretation is someone who shared that adversity with you on that field. And I think you just always get a connection, whether I'm talking to somebody I played with in the Josh Dobbs or uh, old vet and Al Wilson. It's just like, Hey man, like I put, I put everything I had out there just like you did. And, you know, it just, yeah, just that that bond, that connection is just something something you really don't get a lot of other places. Uh, Ariel, yes, you can. I had to answer a question. She texted me. Okay, <laughs> the funny thing is for me about Vault for Life is I can hear BFL or Vault for Life, the exact same three little words, three little letters, but they do mean something different for me. When mm -hmm. I hear on local radio and they're like, hey, ball, BFL, Kyler Curbin's coming on, that holds a different weight than, like, if I'm joking, but like, yeah, I'm a BFL, like, I'm a ball for life, like, because we're just fans, like, you yeah. know, like, you know, there's Tennessee is such a great, supportive, 
um, rowdy fan base that like we're all ball for life. So, like we we're not no matter how bad Tennessee is, no matter whatever, like we're gonna be ball fans for life. So I get that, but like that's just kind of like a little not jokey, but kind of just like you know whatever. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like a a little mantra. It's a little thing to easily say. But when but no, I think for me a real BFL like when I'm saying that person's a BFL, I think it's like what you're saying. It's someone who played, who wore the orange, who ran out of the tee. That is specifically just for you all. So it's weird because for me, it's two different things, but they're the it's the exact same word, but yeah. they're, they're totally two different meanings. Um, you know, like I don't think I've ever called myself a ball for life, like you know, unless I was like joking or whatever. But yeah, like for me, like when I hear VFL, matter of fact, when I hear VFL, I think of a player, and I hear someone say just a ball for life, and it's more of like a fan, if that makes sense. So it's like yeah, a ball it for life. Sense. It's like a ball for life means you're a fan. Like if you're a BFL, and it's like you're a player, in my opinion. So and um, another wrinkle into that uh, is some of uh, former walk-ons, uh, guys that did not get to play, um, that practiced with us. Uh, for a time being, putting on their profiles that they're VFLs, that really irks me. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's I, I don't know if that's like good. If that is like something I need to work on personally, like that's a good trait of mine, or like a healthy like way of viewing it. But man, I, I I'm just like, please don't put you know corner and returner for Tennessee from 2011 to 14 when, I mean, the best you did was scout team. And like, you didn't make like one of the camps one year. And like, there's just, that really gets on my nerves, I guess, when someone does that. I I know you put in a lot of effort because walk-ons do have to, you know, go through the workouts like we do and practices like we do, but like, it's not the same. It's just not the same. There are certain guys that meet that criteria, like Jacob Gillum, I was mentioning earlier, like Alex Ellis, who started as a walk-on. Um, there, there are guys that, that can start as walk-ons, Thomas Edwards, that put in the freaking hours, that put in that work, and that really show that, like, hey, I, I'm giving all that I can to this. But there's other guys that are there so they can run through the T one time and that's it. And it's, it, it's not about football. It's just about being able to say they wore the Jersey for a game. So, so yeah, great, great. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because for me, I feel like a Jacob Gillum, a Colt, Colton jumper, a, like you said, Alex Ellis, whoever, I feel like it almost means more that they are involved for life because they had to go the hard way and earn yeah. it. But there's those guys. I'm fine with walk-ons doing it if they at least played some or if they were respected by their teammates. Yeah. So, like, they were there and they were that walk-on who was there for five years and maybe they got a little game action just towards the end of their career in a blowout game because the coach was, like, trying to give them something because this guy – just did everything for five years. Great practice player. Just loved the team. Was 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 there and was 
probably decent. But yes, the guys who are there and they're walking on for, you know, one semester, two semesters, maybe two, a season or two. And it's just like, come on now, like, stop. Like, you can be proud of yourself and your family can be proud of yourself. And like, hey, cool, you wore it. But like, I mean, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of people. And no offense. Yeah, like, 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 like don't put your There's a lot of people that can show up and make it through a spring. And yeah. it's hard. It's hard. But there's a lot of people that can make it through a spring and then quit, you know. Yeah, but like, like, don't put your 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 football number in your bio. Don't 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 yeah. post pics of you at practice and be like, oh yeah, the good old days. Like, don't do that <laughs> shit because that ain't it, bud. Like, what are people you are doing? People are clowns, Tyler. People are clowns. People think way too highly of themselves. Like, I'm good with you people being confident and proud of themselves. But like, bro, the, that's the reason I don't have social media. The, literally, the only reason I have social media, and I jokingly am serious about, like, we're not good at it. Like, I'm not good at it because, like, people don't care. Like, why are you posting that? You, you get yeah. some likes. The only reason you get likes is because people want you to like their stuff. Like, people don't care. Like, people don't think you're a badass or that you're a good football player. Like, people really know, like, bro, you were soft. Like, you're not that good. Like, you know, whatever. So, like, people don't care. So, stop with all the social media stuff. But um, last thing is I wanted to wrap this up, and I want to talk quick. So, hopefully, my video sends to you. And when we usually get to an hour, it yes. doesn't. So I'm just going to say this really quick, talk fast, and then we can end this. Uh, there's a guy in EC. He says, as a program with little to no success uh, the last 20 years, any five-star player is much-needed player for Tennessee. Laugh, you know, laugh my ass off. It's not okay. In this day and age, you need star receivers to win games. Downplaying not getting tape because we don't need him is ridiculous and comes off as salty. If he joined our class, everyone would be hooting and hollering. Okay. So for me, I was I was annoyed because I'm like, bro, I ain't salty at all. Like I, I I don't care if he did. Like I said on the on the thing, I don't I haven't seen the guy play. All I'm going off is is he a, is he's a five star. So I'm just trusting that these people know what they've seen and done. I haven't watched him, so I don't know. That's why I was like, it's easier for me to take the hit of not getting him because I'm like, well, I don't know. Like I've never really seen him. Like yeah, he's a five star, but like okay, if he had come, I'd be like, okay, great. I've been pumped. I would have been more pumped, less about him, and less more about the momentum and the other potential players it could bring in, not yeah. because of him, not because of him specifically. We watched his film that we had out there and that Kyler Crisper guy or Kyler Chris that went to Oregon, and I said right then and there, that kid was a fucking dog, and I loved his highlight tape a hell of a lot more than I like Cornell tapes. I don't know who's going to be better. Honestly, I don't really care because neither of them are coming to Tennessee, but, like, I don't like when people say, oh, you're a hater or you're salty, like, bro, I don't give two shits if he didn't come here. Because, like I said, he's – the point's right. You need star wide receivers. I said on a lot of podcasts to go that I want a Jamison Williams. I want a Michi. I want a Bama or an Ohio State top ten receiver. I just want one soon because you do need them. And especially in college, they make a huge, huge difference. So, yes, let me have one of those. I just didn't necessarily think that was going to be Cornell Tate. And, like, you're right. We need as many five-stars as we can get. But, once again, I'm talking about this one particular five-star. Like, I will be a bummed out if we don't get Francis because of his position or, like, another offensive lineman or defense alignment or whatever. Mm-hmm. But shit like that just makes me so mad because, like, you're – listen, little to no success. We've had some success in the past 20 years, whether I want to argue that we still can put people in the NFL. I mean, still, it's, I mean, 20 years, that's 2002. Like – 
2002 yeah. to 2007 was pretty successful. Agree, agree, agree. So I'm just saying, yes, I'll take all the five stars we can get, but I'm not salty because Farnell Tate didn't come to Tennessee. I can promise you that because I think there's players that I've seen their film that's better and there's positions of other needs that I think are more important right now because you're right, you do need star wide receiver, and guess what? We got a star wide receiver on the team, and he wasn't a five-star. He was a two-star coming out, and the kid's a dog. And, yeah, you know what I mean? And we just got a five-star transfer wide receiver, Brew McCoy. So, like – that's a five star there. So what? Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So who knows? I so I he, think I mean the part where it's like if he were to come here, you'd be excited. Yeah, yeah, I would. But like I said, sure, I would be excited if he came here. For me personally, I'm excited because of like I said, the momentum to build off the recruiting class, not necessarily for Carnell take the individual. But anyways, yeah, I got to send this video. I don't want it to go. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll finish my point, but it's it it is like I would be excited if he were to come here. I would also like looking back, like Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson were amazing for LSU. They were great wide receivers, but would you say they were the most important factor in winning a national championship? I'd probably say Joe Burrow. Like Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley were amazing wide receivers at Alabama, but would you say? Julio Jones is a reason why Alabama won a national championship. No, you'd probably say it was the, the whole running team. back. And I thought it was the whole team too. But yeah, yeah the I mean, whole team, the running back, or possibly just even the offensive line, the defense, like in whole totality. That is where I'm coming from when it is a wide receiver. Like when we lose out on a wide receiver, I'm not as worried. Now, if we were to lose out on a wide receiver and Jeremy Pruitt was still our coach, I might be more worried because our offense isn't that good. But with an offensive-minded coach, a guy who knows how to get the best out of who he has, that's what makes me feel better about it. And in no way would, did I say that Carnell Tate is a bad receiver. I'm not saying, like, he's not worth it, but I think we're going to be okay. That, I think that's an okay thing to say, that we would be okay without one guy coming to the team, one five-star wide receiver coming to the team. I think we're going to be okay. And it's just like, who freaking knows if he's going to be good? You know how many five-stars that we've gotten that didn't do anything or that weren't good? You know how many five-stars other teams have gotten that weren't good for them? It's like that happens all the time. So it's hard to put so much thought and care into a five-star receiver, especially skilled guy, especially going somewhere else. Um, so I think that's it. I love the comments, though. Thank you for watching the video. I appreciate the support because it definitely is support. Um, and appreciate all the rest of you guys watching and listening. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button that notification bell, that like button. If you're listening, please rate and review. Uh, leave us five stars. And guys, please share with your friends and family. Uh, you know, send them a clip, send them a video, uh, send them a link, tell them that this is the best podcast that you can listen to. Uh, and uh, if you guys are trying to follow us on social media, uh, at Believe in Tennessee on Twitter for our main account, at rbacon 26 Read, and I am at Kyler Kerbison for Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So you can find me on all those. 
uh, and very much appreciate you guys. Y'all are the best. Best fans out there. Uh, as always, go balls. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.